0: Welcome to the podcast today. Excited to have you listening. I am, uh, I'm in a good mood. I, uh, kind of treated today like a half day because I don't know why. The snow shutting things down or seemingly shutting life down. It was like, ah, you know what? I could have a... A little too much whiskey tonight and stay up late because I'm not going anywhere in the morning. That's what it was. I didn't have to go anywhere. There was no gym. There was no errands this morning. Um, I I was up a couple of times, but I don't think I got out of bed till 1030. And then I, I took the dogs out. The dogs wanted to go. And uh, I'm like, well, it's not as much as I expected. My street wasn't plowed at all. I'm like, let me try to go to Tim Hortons. I wasn't expecting them to be open. I figured, you know what? Target's probably open in this. Um I will go there and get coffee. I want coffee. This was my biggest concern during uh this blizzard, this snowstorm. Where am I going to where was I going to get coffee from Thursday this morning? Um the Tim Hortons was open and they had they had more cars there of who appeared to be employees than they usually do. Um, that place has been effing remarkable since COVID has begun. Uh, the service has been quick and, for the most part, pretty friendly. There was a Sunday morning. I I, pull, I pulled away and left my debit card there. I called them and like, yep, yeah, we'll hang on. So shout out to that Tim Horton on AirPort. Um, I'm very excited for today's guest. I've already conducted the interview. Um, I have not done a good enough job of getting people from mommy uh, on, and they certainly have some things going on. Uh, the The water and the sewage issue—that's a big deal. Like that was like super illegal and, and, and lots of lots of nonsense, corruption, all that stuff. The road diet, which you know I've been a proponent of, or at least like, hey, let it play out. So, uh, Margot Puffenberger. Uh, on City Council for Mommy, we'll join here in just a couple of seconds. Uh, a delightful conversation. She is a friend of a good friend of mine. That good friend set Margot and I up. So we'll uh, we'll do some some community stuff, but also a lot of other things as well. And I asked her a very controversial question. It involves pizza. Um, I won't give you any more than that. And Mary Bill, you if you're listening to this episode, uh, the question comes from your disgust when we first started talking uh, long ago about pizza. Uh, there were, uh, I'll call them winners during this snowstorm. The first one, let me pull these up here. I posted them on the Eric Chase and the Fam with Q105 Facebook page. Um, so this time yesterday, everybody, a lot of people were really angsty and angry. Like, where's the snow? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know what the final total is, but this storm does seem to have been less than what was initially predicted. Um, and, and that's good. Oh, I'm sorry that your day was disrupted so we could try to keep you safe. Um, as Ryan Weekman said, his mute button got a workout over the last 24 hours. Um, people are so angry and I just don't get even smart people fell into criticizing weather people and meteorologists. Why would you hold someone to a, a prediction from hours and hours ago? First of all, the weather and climate is not static. Things are constantly changing. And like we talked about yesterday, I, I'm guessing the apps I use, it's constantly updated. And I don't know. The apps might work faster than our TV, weather. people can get us the information in the public way. Sure, they can use Twitter and whatnot, but especially people who... Uh, Or giving grief to Chris Vickers and Ryan and Ross and Jay and everybody for the initial predictions, what, even Sunday and and Monday? Like, things change. Like, this is super easy. Like, I asked Alex yesterday. Things are not static. And if you're holding some... What if I held you to what you were predicting or thinking was going to happen a week ago, and that didn't happen now? Like, like I always say... um, you think you will like a particular thing in the future or dislike it? Um, I don't know which podcast I said this on, but the we're not as smart as you want the brain to be. Like we're very bad at predicting our future behavior for likes and dislikes. For instance, that's why we probably have a lot of like broken relationships. You're you think you will love this person forever, and then maybe it's completely amicable, but you age and grow apart but when you got married you committed to this person forever little did you know that you would age and evolve or devolve in different ways 13 years later three years later 13 days later we're very bad at predicting how we will think so get off the weather people like for real what else oh the winners this is um lynn jr on facebook I could have been at work. It haven't snowed one bit. Then they keep changing the time. She tagged Alexis Means 13 ABC. You be in everybody, you, it's bad English, so forgive me. You be in everybody business, but your own nosy bitch. What's going on? Alexis chimed in, and I've never met Alexis, but I'm a big fan of her now. Girl, I'm the crime reporter, not the meteorologist. When have you ever seen me do weather? Do your research, sis. Appreciate the tag. Uh, You uh, may or may not know that since the last snow season, we have a new sheriff. And I have no interest in, like, sheriff business. Like, I understand some Toledo police stuff, but not, not sheriff business and what what they do. Other than what? Uh, the OVI checkpoints? But for, my, for the longest time here, like, when I saw Sheriff Tharp, it was some kind of snow emergency. Like, Sheriff Tharp was, for me, snow emergency level one, two, three. He has moved on. It is now, uh, it, I think Mike Navarre was the police chief in Oregon, worked at TPD before. Now he is the Lucas County Sheriff. I didn't see, I don't think he has a Twitter account, but uh, whoever was running, so, so I was like, Chef, Chief Navarre, let, let's go, like impress me now like, like Chief Tharp did. So I don't know if this was Chief Navarre running the Lucas County Sheriff's Facebook page, but damn, it was good. Um, Let's see, let's see. I'm trying to, I, I didn't pre-read these. Uh, So some kind of snow emergency level was posted. Alexandria Corrado said, for what? A sprinkle? The sheriff's office responded, sprinkle mode on um but, 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 but. let's see destiny marie y'all y'all mad for what lucas county is bigger than just the roads in front and back of your house it's been cold and raining all damn day and turned to a slushy mix slid all the way down my street let them do their damn jobs and protect the community uh from Letitia hummer destiny marie changing to snow ice where i'm at in holland also this isn't going to be good with temps not a good combination Apparently, Lucas County liked Destiny so much. They uh, said, we're hiring. What else do we have? It's better to read these on your own. Um, You'll get the full context. They used some kind of Disney gif. I mean, they were absolutely on fire. Mm, uh, Something else about this is like, I guess, 3 o'clock yesterday. Um, in response to a snow emergency level. From Don Moore Jr., there used to be six inches on the ground before they'd issue level one. Now we get some rain and issue it. From Lucas County Sheriff's, we like keeping you on your toes. Uh, And Don was also excited that the page responded back to him. So uh, I think a lot of this was was good-natured back and forth. Well done by the Sheriff's Office yesterday and by Alexis well done in this, uh, about our conversation with Margot Puffenberger from Mommy City Council and also does graphic design. And we didn't even get to the fact that she lives in a tiny house. Uh, sorry, she has a tiny house. First, let me apologize, Margot, for uh, focusing a lot of what I do on a lot of the discussions and issues that happen with Toledo. Um, there's a lot of things going on there, but um, there's a lot of things going on in our other communities as well, like Mommy. So thanks for taking the time to, to hop on here.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, can you uh, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Since uh, a friend connected us via text, I've seen your name lots of places, but we don't <laughs> know much about each other. So, um, what do you normally do? How did you get involved in city council?
1: Um. Well, I'm a graphic designer okay. by trade, so I do freelance. So I work for myself, um, and I yeah, I've been married 17 years, in, well, I guess February this month. Uh, I have two kids, 9 and 11. Um, I started getting involved. We moved to Mommy in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started to, well, I kind of just jumped right in. So I was a part of the Mommy Historic Home Tour Committee. And then um, I became a, a member in chamber, Maumee Uptown Business Association, member Mommy Garden Club. Um, and. My kids got in school So I met a lot of people really quickly And Mm -hmm. I did I actually uh, taught a wine and paint class That used to be in Uptown Mommy Mm -hmm. Um, So I met a lot of people through that too But um, just started getting involved I'm from a very small town Which um, one? In in Seneca County Near Tiffin, Attica, Ohio Okay (laughs) Um, So less than a thousand people Um, So I like small town I like knowing everyone Um, So that was great It kind of got me I dove in and, and met a lot of people all at once. Um, and what it's what I like about Maumee, it it, um, it seems very much so like a small town. So uh, I really like that about it.
0: Much much bigger than yours or from where you came oh, yes. from, but <laughs> I, I get the point. What uh, what initial as we go through your origin story here, what initially had you moving from that tiny place in Seneca County to Maumee?
1: Uh, well, so when after I finished college, I always wanted to get. a out of Dodge so my husband and I moved to we moved everywhere kind of we moved to Charlotte North Carolina for a short stint and then I had done an internship in Columbus mm-hmm. um and we ended up moving back to Columbus after Charlotte uh where and I worked for where I did my internship I was a landscape architecture urban design and planning firm Hi. and they actually did the Toledo master plan um And so I, we were there for a little bit, and then I've always wanted to live in a big city with public transportation because I'm a big proponent of uh, being able to walk places um, and not have to drive my car. Um, So we went to Chicago, and then uh, we were, it was kind of to the point that we wanted to start having kids. And uh, my husband's brother and sister live in this area. Our parents are both like hour, hour and a half away. Um, and we both enjoy, uh, Lake Erie. My husband fishes a lot and I always grew up going to Lake Erie in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Um, so we chose to move back to Toledo, um, for those reasons. And then we've been in this area since we lived in South Toledo, um, started in 2009 and then 2015 moved to Maumee. So these are the longest stints we've lived places. (laughs) It was quick moves before then.
0: (laughs) I've been as transient as as you've been. Um, Yeah. I I left home when I was, I just turned 20 or something. And I moved from Philadelphia to Detroit. And then I went to, this is the the fast version of my origin story. Um, And I think we can relate because we both moved around a lot and made this our home. Uh, I went Detroit, Orlando, uh, Saginaw, here, Uh, Back home, but partly in Allentown, Pennsylvania, back to Detroit, and then here in 2013. And then when my um, previous employment, uh, almost five years ago now, um, went away, uh, a lot of people had reached out to me and thanked me for for speaking about mental health advocacy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going anywhere else. Um, I've made an impact. I feel like I have work here to do. And uh, this is my my home now. I've been here like 10 years, but to your point, even though the area itself is... um, it's the smallest, medium-sized place I've ever been in. And, and, and to your point, you can meet people so like like the town you came from. Um, uh, everybody knows everybody's business, but it's right. not too dissimilar here in our area because so many paths intersect, like the the woman that connected us. I've known Marcy now for most of my time, and really? then uh, she just whips out her phone, and here we are a week later.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
0: I, I, I like that. Um, hopefully people were paying attention and they heard you mention toledo master plan and walkability yes. we'll uh, yes. we'll get to to that uh fiery controversial mommy issue in, in just a moment after <laughs> a, a couple of more questions but I'll, okay. I'll go back i'll go back to the toledo master plan is this the one that was around what 2016 2017 because we've had a lot of master plans
1: Correct, yeah, the one around 16, and 17. Okay. Because I went to one of the meetings that was held in the main library. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I
0: remember when these things started to uh, unfold. I was a downtown right. Toledo resident, and around the time I got here uh, is when the arrow really started to go up. And then several years later, um, the bulwark of everything, Pro showed up. But then, mm-hmm. like, the master plans came into place. Can you talk a little bit about your interest in that and your experience, uh, your experiences by doing the master plan and your involvement?
1: Well, so um, I was not at it was MSI when I was there in Columbus. It's now MKSK. Okay. Um, so I, I was not there when they did the plan. But um, so I, when I did my internship at MSI, I never, I didn't even know what planning was. I didn't even know it was a profession, to be quite honest. Um, but as an in-house graphic designer in their marketing department, I worked a lot with the planners and urban designers, um, and I worked a lot on plans with them. Um, and so I became very interested because um, that's just kind of my mindset i feel like you need to have a vision and a plan before you do something um so that's kind of how i knew that's kind of how i got involved with you know liking i guess being interested in sure. planning um and that's part of what really got me involved in mom um because when monettes was coming to town and there had been some other things kind of go- going through the news um my first questions were Okay, mommy's landlocked. Do we have a master plan? Like, you know, who's who's at the city? Do they know? You know, do they have good reasons for making these decisions? What are the reasons? And I got online trying to find the master plan, and could not find it. There's nothing online. And talked to uh, the the city administrator back then was John Zack. I'd spoken with him, and he gave me kind of all the master plans mommy had done, but it had been way back when their last comprehensive plan was like mm-hmm. in '75. And they did very minor kind of updates because you want to update your plan I no more than 10 years out. But usually you have a big comprehensive plan and some other plans kind of spawn off of that Um, and you get kind of you drill in more into more details, I guess, with some other plans. so I got into kind of planning with that, but when the Toledo master plan came about, I was very interested, well, one, because the company I used to work for was there and a couple of friends that, you know, I spent a lot of time with and would still go visit. Um, we're in town and I was just excited about Toledo, something happening in Toledo, because I feel like it's, you know, it's a great town and just needed some, some livening up. <laughs> and that's and I, knew what, I knew MKSK was the company to do it because I, I think they're great.
0: Um, And and livened up, it's been from um, downtown and all the growth. And uh, I'm excited for for things. Things have gotten almost, I guess, too tight downtown. I saw number the other day that we've got like 88 or 90 restaurants, eateries, and and it's tight. And we're we're moving across Cherry Street now to to Vistula. Um, There has been – Sylvania has always been – I don't want to say progressive, but a magnetic downtown area. Uh, A week doesn't go by for at least the things that I'm looking at, where uh, even the smallest areas in Northwest Ohio, I think the most recent one was like Napoleon or Defiance. They're reimagining their downtowns. Yes. Um, and I think so. We'll get to the to the con, air quotes controversy now of the road diet. Um, and I really want to pick your brain a lot about that. Um, was was because the Monet's announcement was a couple of years ago now. And personally, I'm a I'm a big big fan of Monet's. Um, when I moved to like Southwest Toledo, uh, I sometimes now go to the Monet's on Glendale more than I come to work. Um, <laughs> so I was really excited for a great local business like that to be coming to Maumee question in this is was that the catalyst or how much of a push was that or how much of a light bulb did that create with you and master plan and mommy um to go uh we've got to have a bigger plan because this could spur a lot of growth and and change so that we can keep up with all these other downtowns
1: well i mean they met the Monette kind of meeting the town hall meeting or whatever that they had that i mean a ton of people showed up to and kind of said their piece um it, it it really had the town divided. Now we it it created division lots of ways between you know we went on to the election between Carr and GZAC and you know it, it there's just there's just a lot of controversy in amongst residents and we were fighting over you know whether monets should be there or not. And my biggest thing was why are we you know we shouldn't be fighting over this and this is what I said at the meeting at the council meeting for the three minutes that residents could could um, speak up. You know, a lot of people had already said things that I agreed with and thought the same thing. Um, but when I got up, I really wanted to focus on, you know, if we had a master plan, there wouldn't be all this division. There wouldn't be all this fighting because we already would have done the research data collection, um, and, you know, done the visioning process that would would allow us to know where a business like Monette should be and why, if that's the, if the uptown location is the right location, we would have already figured all that out before you know they would have came to buy the property or whatever and i mean the city just didn't have i felt like there wasn't a whole lot of clear reasoning Mm -hmm. um you know for what was happening and and my biggest concern was especially in our uptown area you know one of the reasons why we moved to maumee we were looking at maumee we were looking at perrysburg we wanted a place where you know the kids could walk places and so we we ended up in uptown Uh, Mommy and you know your uptown area it's it's very important to get the right businesses there but not only the right businesses but the right architecture so my concern was you know is the block going to be half building half parking lot right because you want density can
0: can I go backwards for one second I already appreciate the fact that you you have um you're attempting to have uh foresight and and vision um and I'll come back to that second what was the division over Monette's? I know there are a lot of businesses that people have trouble with coming into their neighborhoods, like th- something in other cities, harm reduction sites for, for drug users. Amazon. Who gets upset about Monette's?
1: Well, it wasn't about the business. I mean, there's a lot of people, and and I was one of them. I, I'm more than happy to have a, a grocer, let alone produce uh, business come walkable for me that I can go get, you know, fresh fruit, veggies, whatever. Um, it was more about... The city had already been talking about kind of quote unquote promise. I don't know if that's the right word to say, a park space up there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there had already been drawings done, kind of donated to the city. There's a group you know, trying to make that happen. So I think they kind of, I don't know if they kind of felt like the the rug was taken out from underneath them when all of a sudden it was gonna get sold and this get put there instead. I think that was one of the biggest things and a lot of people's issues was and and still I mean I got a lot of this you know talking to people about uptown going door-to-door campaigning this fall um, was just you know they think it's too uh too it'll bring too much traffic to an area that already has a lot of traffic well I mean that's that's what that's the whole point of an uptown area you want to Put something up there that people want to go to. Yeah. But the other idea of an uptown area like that, that should be des- densely populated, is it shouldn't be car traffic. I mean, someone should park somewhere behind a block away and walk up there, and walk to a bunch of different businesses when they do that. Um, they shouldn't be, in my opinion.
0: Margo, oh, you're um, back. Welcome back. Nope, <laughs> oh, I lost you again. Hello, hello. Hello. Hi.
1: Hi. Welcome My back. phone's serving. ringing. I'm sorry. No, it's okay.
0: <laughs> so let me, let me jump ahead and I hope people are gathering like what your vision was for, for mommy. And I don't know if when people read the news stories that this, this was the overall vision and the road diet was kind of, kind of be the linchpin to make a lot of this happen. Um, the road diet was, was enacted. People lost lanes, um, and, and all other kinds of things. Um, what was your initial thought on the road diet and then how have you maybe changed or modified your, your perspective on it since it's, uh, since it's just had its one year birthday?
1: Uh, so I was very excited about the road diet when I heard about it. It's something that, so my friend Jamie Dye, her and I, a few years back, uh, along with Christine Ludwig started a, a group called clear vision for mommy mm-hmm. when we were trying to get mommy to do a master plan. Um, and some of the conversations we had with the new now new city administrator Patrick Birch, um, we had talked to him about you know some of our vision of you know less lanes, <laughs> less traffic, or you know just more pedestrian friendly um, in uptown. But I was I was very surprised when he decided to do you know one lane either direction and the turn lane. I was pleasantly surprised. I thought there's no way anyone would ever even you know agree to it. Um, No matter how right I think it is. Um, But so I I was very happy, happy about it because it's I mean, if you look, you read any articles, you look into this sort of stuff for the past 10 years, at least I'm sure longer. I mean, pedestrian deaths are skyrocketing because of the because of the. you know, we're just, we're doing everything around vehicles and hashtag speed kills. <laughs> and Has- people just fly through mommy. <laughs>
0: hashtag I'm on my phone while I should be paying attention to the road. So right. That
1: you're, too. <laughs> right. Um,
0: like I had seen all the derision and I thought you were going to go in the direction of like angry comments, which there's been plenty of those. Um, and I, one of the reasons I want to talk to you, I, I've had a question lingering in my mind um, all along. First thing first, on its first birthday, I was like, you know What? This plan might not work, but at least it's a plan and a vision because, again, and I think the mayor alluded to this and maybe didn't message it all that great. And perhaps I missed some of the quotes, but you got to you got to do something. If not, you want you risk turning into the neighborhoods that now people in Toledo and parts of the city look down upon and you never want that. Um, Right. I have wanted to know from the outset of this, from the day it it was announced to the day it began and people began to sit at that light at Conant to its one year birthday. And the fact that it was announced that it's going to keep going and blah, blah, blah. And we're happy. And the only people's opinions I've cared about, not drivers who use that to get from mommy to Perrysburg and whatnot. Um, and who have been sitting in those lights. All I care about are the businesses and the residents in the neighborhood because I fretted people would just take shortcuts and like you talked about, go maybe racing through neighborhoods where kids are at. Mm-hmm. So I know there has been uh, some division on calling it with some of the businesses. I've read more positive than not. You being a council person there talking to people, what do the majority of businesses and residents, how do they feel about the road diet? Because it's their city.
1: So the majority of businesses that I've heard speak um, about it, has been positive um so i I am a part of mommy uptown business association and i know it was pretty well received i I believe with them from Mm -hmm. what i had heard um i I really haven't heard much negative maybe from one um and it was kind of hearsay i don't know through and that was recently um but i i mean i haven't really heard a whole lot of negative about it from the businesses um now residents Most people that I talk to, um, are, are a fan of it who live in the uptown area. Mm -hmm. The majority of the people that I hear having issue with it are the people are trying to drive through town. Um, now that being said, I have talked to some people that, you know, are, are angry like some on, uh, East Broadway, uh, with some of the, you know, uptick in traffic, um, there are events some people in the uptown area on the east side of Conant that I've heard some negative talk about um, the uptick in traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried to, so having conversations, going door to door to people, and this was the hot, main hot t- topic, um, well, one of the main hot topics. Um, I kind of explained to them that, you know, we're you're far from seeing how it's really going to end up being. Sure. Because until it's built out, and there's a lot of people right now that, I mean, for a long time now, I feel like that's probably not the case right now. Um, But up until just recently, people were thinking it's not going to happen. They're going to go back to where it was before. You know, we just need to, you know, I don't know, yell out enough or whatever. Um, they'll they'll put it back to where it was. I, th- I don't think they were really convinced it was going to happen. so when that's the case, people don't choose to change their habits yeah and that's part of the process. People have to choose to change their habits. Now I'm I'm for less lanes slower traffic, all around everywhere to be sure. honest like yeah. it, when you have more lanes and higher speeds it encourages people to live an hour away from where they work yep. and i'm a big environmentalist i don't believe long term that's something that we can do um i don't think it's you know the best for people um but so i mean there was a lot of people not changing habits because that's going to happen once it's built out and they actually know, you know, how it's going to be, people will change. Maybe the time of day they go certain places, maybe they won't go to the eye doctor across cross the river. They'll find one in Maumee and stay within the town. Um, you know, little things will change. Maybe they'll take the highway, they'll get on 475. Um, but I feel like people will make some changes. And, but the biggest thing that I've seen, so I live a couple blocks from uptown. I'm not far at all. And the biggest thing I've seen that's an issue is when people don't pay attention to the light and they block the intersection. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, that's when we have the biggest problem. <laughs> you
0: having, uh, did you live in Chicago or did you just visit?
1: No, I lived in Chicago for a little okay. bit.
0: So, I, and I, I'm not familiar with it there, but I know it's a thing on the East Coast, specifically in New York City. Uh, yeah. Don't block the box. <laughs> Which is where, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go through the green. I, I know the light is winding down, and then all of a sudden you're stuck in the middle lane. And, and in right. places like New York and other places on the East Coast, they will ticket you for that. So please don't do that. Um, a couple of uh, final questions on on this. Um, there have been changes. Like for those that haven't been through there lately, I know some the timing of the lights is a little bit more helpful now. Um, Mm -hmm. So speak to that, if you could, that this is, this project is not over by any means. And what are some of the, the visions that are in place for mommy a year, three year, five years, 10 years down the line?
1: Well, so there still are continuing changes because, so i had a meeting um not too long ago with the city administrator and he was showing me um the curb cuts because they're putting it out to bid to build this in the next couple of years so we're gonna get even more fun traffic with every with the construction going on not only uptown but along the trail as well besides 20a um so they're even making more adjustments to kind of like up by uh the trail mm-hmm. in conant street yeah. to adjust even more with you know some problems that they're having um and so i mean i i really think we're gonna they're gonna do as much as they can that they should do to alleviate some of the some of the problems that can be kind of worked out without you know bending too far to go against what the main goal was which is you know just being safer and more pedestrian friendly which helps not only helps people (laughs) feel better about going uptown, but it helps the businesses because people are more willing to go up there and walk around.
0: What are some Um, of the businesses that, uh, that you're envisioning? I know there's some, some more retail, maybe some, some loft style things, things that are probably pretty similar to what's going on in downtown Toledo and Sylvania and other areas. What are some of the things on, on that plan?
1: Yeah. I mean, the idea is getting businesses that people can walk around and go in and out of. So you want less service based businesses in the uptown area more kind of like shops and restaurants and, um, and, and less kind of, you know, other things like the old, uh, the past city council member, Brent Buer, like he's got his architecture business right out uptown. And, you know, that's, that's something that would normally be on like a second story, uh, like the second floor or like on a side street. Um, so, you know, the service based businesses kind of taking more of kind of a side street spot. Um, but more more places that you can just walk in and out of, and I mean, hopefully a grocer, because I I know so many people in the uptown area that would love to be able to, you know, go uptown to get groceries. I mean, and I've had this conversation with some people when they're you know angry about the. The traffic, and I was like, "Well, you know, a lot of people in the uptown area, they might not be driving to Kroger or Meyer and yeah. they'll they'll cause less traffic because they're just walking uptown to get their groceries."
0: <laughs> yeah, is Monet's is the Monette still a sure thing to happen?
1: Uh, last I've heard that it's still happening, but Good. you know, <laughs> um,
0: I, uh, <laughs> I hope I, on, on the on air side of things, I'm running out of time. Um, so okay. I'm going to swing over to, um, if you could give me any insight, I know there's, there was the sewage issue with the river, uh, that's been being looked into for months now. Some, some water bills have gone up and mommy, anything you can speak to on, on those two issues.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, mommy, ew. I mean, they they realized that Maumee was dumping sewage during large rain events into the river, which is not uncommon, one for old towns, um, but a lot around here. The pro- the biggest problem and the difference was with Maumee and other towns in the commun- around here is that um, we were supposed to have fixed it. So we had a permit, like back in the 80s or whatever, um, that we were going to fix the problem, no longer, you know, do the illegal dumping. Dumping, And mommy said that they fixed it in like, I think, 96 or something like that, but it never got fixed. Yeah. So the biggest thing is we don't have a permit to do it now. Right. Nor were they trying to, that I know of, fix the problem to no longer be dumping. Because in my opinion, we shouldn't be dumping anything. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but so we're now in the process of figuring out what all the problems are and trying to get it fixed because, I mean, that's the main the main goal, the main thing that needs to happen, but with the with the water rate increases, I mean, it's just I feel like it's the perfect storm. Like we have issue. Well, we have issues with the batteries going out, so there's been a lot of hostility towards that because the bills have been off because they haven't been getting accurate readings, and you know, with all the issues we have with the algal bloom, um, you know, rates has just gone up in general because you know, Toledo's had to redo their infrastructure and kind yeah. of adjust for that um and then it's a it's a situation like it is across the country and i don't know worldwide too but people didn't keep up on infrastructure correct it's not as sexy to spend money underground where no one can see like we want to spend it on something fun until there's so, a
0: bridge that collapses and thankfully no one the right. Pittsburgh thing a couple weeks ago I mean, we laugh but it, it, it's it's hard um it's
1: terrible but that's what? what's happening
0: um, <laughs> so i'm gonna split things right here so okay. uh, Thank you for the time, for, for being here uh, on with me. Anybody else that would like to uh, check out as this interview continues in podcast land, you can search Eric Chase on any podcast platform. Um, we're going to keep going, though. So now we're back into Podcastville, okay? okay. Uh, and I, if, I, as long as you have time. Yeah, I have time. Okay. Um, it's
1: funny, though. My phone call was from the city administrator. <laughs> mm, he's
0: like, you're not, you're not owning that Eric
1: like, Chase guy. Right. <laughs> Um, it's like, see, am what, I in trouble?
0: What else did I want to get into? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know the water thing is, I, I do you know Nick Comives?
1: Yes. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm wanting to meet up with him. He seems like he has a lot of kind of similar interests as me. And yep. I'd love to, my big thing is trying to talk to people in um, the areas around us and learn more about what they're trying to do, especially when it has um, a common thread with things that I want to do to see what they're doing and kind of share information Um So, yeah, I've I've heard of him. I'd like to kind of sit down and have some conversations with him, but...
0: I can facilitate that. Uh, Nick is a friend of mine, and um, I supported him getting elected in 2017 and then again this year. And once he got elected, he uh, somehow wound up on, like, the water committee. And I'm like, dude... (laughs) don't ever talk to me about this stuff if I when and if I when I invite you onto the air the podcast don't talk about water because much as much as we need it it is boring he's like I know but I actually kind of love it now so
1: I don't know I mean do you know about all I mean the real problem with the with the lake is high density livestock farms yes like it's it's really not I mean that's I don't know about interesting but it's very Important. disgusting and aggravating and frustrating and <laughs>
0: Uh, you said something earlier that caught my ears, and I think Mommy's a part of this as well. I know we had to rope in Sylvania with uh, with Tarda and the county tax. So, all, again, as a person who has lived places where public tra- transportation, with the exception of Detroit, has been um, imperative, I've always been kind of disappointed that our, our public transit system really lacked here. I know they've gone through a bunch of leadership changes. Uh, a friend mm-hmm. of mine, Sam Meldon, is now over there now to share some of his visions and I hope finally they can get that arrow going in the right direction. While Toledo in the area is not massive, um, it's important to have effective public transportation and not have it looked down upon because some people might view it as unsafe, unsavory, unreliable. We got to get rid of all those things and it's going to take years. Right. But give me some of your thoughts on public transit and TARTA.
1: Wow. Well, so I actually just scheduled an appointment uh, to talk with Laura at Tarda um, in the, the next week or so. Um, I, I'm hoping for better routes, more routes. I've been reading articles about some cities going into um, doing the free fares. Yes. Um, which I think is a great idea. <laughs> um, but the biggest, the biggest, I feel like one of the biggest things for Northwest Ohio is just... Like you were saying, the outlook people have, um, and the the stereotyping with public transportation. Like I feel like, I don't know, it's it's a lesser than thing. People just aren't willing to ride it for that reason, um, which is really unfortunate. And much um, like
0: when it comes to gentrification of neighborhoods, you don't have to kick people out who you might be stereotyping completely and right. accurately so that we can all uh, use it and make it accessible. In fact, I know that we're, I think TARDIS might be free through like June or something. I'm okay. curious to see if, like, if libraries can survive without finding people anymore, maybe we can make public transportation completely free because uh, free is always seemingly the the best way to get people's attention. And um, I'm sure this could also with effective transportation in Maumee, I'm sure that could also alleviate some of the, the crunch on Conant Street as well because instead oh, for of, sure. granted, it's a big bus, but that big bus could otherwise be 15 or 20 cars.
1: Right. Well, and I was, so I was just reading an article the other day about the Netherlands and they've made it a point to kind of their one, it's like a three-thirds model, so it's like one-third, they, their focus, their kind of uh, way of getting around is one-third pedestrian, bike, and then kind of vehicle, or public transportation. There's like three kind of main groups, and they've done such a good job to kind of have those all be even. Where we're so car heavy um, that you know they they can do a lot of good things and not have too much congestion and be too impacted um, by you know fuel prices or what have you. Um, and their emissions can go down. And we need to get we need to get a more round, well-rounded system. I don't disagree. That's for sure.
0: Here's my pushback. I have some friends. What's that? On, <laughs> I have some, and it, it's, it's only pushback in, like, I completely agree with you. I just don't know how reasonable it is to extract what I'm about to say from our American DNA. I, I have friends okay. who want <laughs> bike lanes and all this other stuff. And my yeah. first thing is, are you, uh, you want bike lanes? Fine. What are you doing today? I mean, at least where we live. Um, I, I salute you. If you were riding your bike on 18 degree days from like the (laughs) old west end to downtown, you have at that. So at least where we live, the weather isn't friendly enough for, I think most people, for a lot of people to bike for a a large portion of the year. Yeah. Um, but again, if my friend Dan Ortiz wants to ride from the old west end downtown on a day like today, Dan, (laughs) buddy have at it. I'll be in my car.
1: Well, and that's why you need, you need the the bike with the public transportation yes. <laughs> so right. you have a warm spot too <laughs> yeah and,
0: and slap your bike on the front of that thing so again I, right I'm, I'm all more public transit than i am for for bike lanes per se understandable um, you mentioned the netherlands <laughs> and you talked about how we're, we're car heavy here uh i don't right. so a lot of those european countries i have two things to contend with and again i, I want your opinion um Okay. There, uh, a lot of those places don't make cars where it is an indelible part of our DNA here for like the last century and a half. Um, It's a lot of jobs. A lot of jobs that people want to come back here. And you could say, well, uh, the jobs are good, but as you mentioned, too many cars can be bad for the environment, blah, 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 in in a lot of ways. But (laughs) then I go, there's another thing that I think is inherently different that we can never change from here compared to Europe. Over there... You have a lot of small, narrow countries. Here, mm-hmm. you have 2,500 miles across, and everything right. is seemingly just so spread out. Um, and I don't know if we'll ever be able to lean as far as countries in Europe do when it comes to biking and public transportation. Now, rail, like, oh, you know who Nate Welkie is, right?
1: That name sounds familiar.
0: Nate hangs out at the coffee shop there and the cigar shop, I think. Um, Nate's a good dude. He wants to bring Hyperloop to the area. And it sounds like a pipe dream, but high-speed transit like that, like they have over in in some Asian countries, like Japan and whatnot, um, China, Mm -hmm. I think, that would be great. But I just don't know if we'll ever get to a point where people want or think we could be like Europe just because we're geographically so different. And end of rant.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay.
0: Tell me... Tell me I'm wrong. I just don't want your feedback because everybody seems to get stuck in their tracks when I say, you can ride your bike on a day like today, and the country's really spread out. And, and a lot of Americans, a lot of Americans, especially here, um, rely have relied on the auto industry for jobs for generations. That's hard to get away from.
1: Sure. I mean, I, I feel like, so I kind of had a conversation with someone the other day with the House Bill 6 and, you know, bailing out nuclear and you know someone's like it's a thousand jobs but i'm like well why can't the government pay for their salaries they can help with the cleanup and then training for a a different job like i I feel like there's ways that you can retrain there's going to be just as many jobs if not more when you pivot or transition to something else it's just a matter of you know retraining those people like putting them them in the different set of jobs i mean i'm not all for because i want to close down coal plants and whatever just kicking everyone out on their butts and not doing anything to try to help them we bail out these huge companies and do everything we can bend over backwards so that they don't end up in that spot why wouldn't we do the same thing for the people
2: yeah i agree um, i agree
1: but i do i i don't agree with your stance that america never could, could never get there i feel like it's gonna be a lot harder because we went down such a i in my opinion terrible path with how we sprawled and because we have all the space that we have um th- that it, it'll take longer and it it'll take um you know we t- I mean, we used to have an urban rail around here yeah. and it got torn out um so we used to have it and we went backwards in my opinion I'm, I'm, <laughs> because of the automobile yeah you know so i mean i and i've so sam i believe that's who is he with uh i think he helped out with the lucas county democratic party yes. i had conversations with him about rail um recently he came to my recount with me um was kind of like a, my representative to help and um i love the ideas that they're kind of pushing trying to make happen i think they're great um, and he was telling me about someone else. He, you know, was talked with in BG as well about this. And I, I mean, what they're trying to do is awesome. Like, I, I feel like rails is a big thing. When I worked down in Columbus, yeah. at uh, MSI, they were looking, they were doing like the, the Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, looking at that rail line connecting Chicago. Um, so, I mean, we just, that's been how many years I was in Columbus, 2007, it's 13, 14 years now. Fifteen. Oh, that's sad. Um, <laughs> it's sad. We're still not there yet. So that's sad yeah. for me. <laughs>
2: things,
0: move, things move glacially for a lot of reasons, like you talked about yes. with um, uh, people having to change their habits because of the road diet. I mean, changing the habits of right. something that has been a foundation of this country with with building automobiles for so long. Will take a long time. I, I mean, and and I truly wanted you to give me your perspective. I wasn't trying to be controversial or anything like that. <laughs> I, I swear to God. I swear to God. We're we're on so many of the same pages. I some people will say yeah. that I'm a pessimist. I'm like, no, I'm a realist. And they're like, that's pessimism. And I'm like, shut up. It's semantics. <laughs>
1: I, I have. So I have, I'm I'm more of a hopeful person. Okay, I'm not. I feel like it can happen. It will take a lot to make it happen, but I believe that it can it just people have to be willing to change which i know how difficult that is for it is many people so
0: um a couple other things with the I'll, and I'll give you a great example of how my perspective had changed i i have never been one for self-driving cars i like driving right. um and then one practical i guess they're both practical in different ways i am all about self-driving cars now for two reasons <laughs> um it allows me to, to, it allows us, and I guess this goes together. First of all, it, it would save countless amounts of lives. I don't think people, I mean, we have been overrun with epidemics and pandemics from opioids to the obvious, suicide, like you talked about, to what we talked about earlier. Um, it might be the longest standing epidemic uh, in the country that nobody looks at because we're just so used to it. People getting Pedestrians getting mowed down, uh, Mm -hmm. motorists dying in accidents. And while every time Tesla runs uh, a self-driving car, runs somebody over, there's all kinds of panic, but you don't look at the other hundred accidents that people were involved for. So self-driving cars would be good for that. And instead of you running over a pedestrian because one, you're drunk or two, you're sitting on your phone, the robot can drive and you can still drink in the car (laughs) and be on your phone. So, I've come all the way. I've done a complete one eighty. so that's why I brought up the <laughs> right. the other thing. So i my mind can be changed. And anybody <laughs> really can with a good with a good argument.
1: Right. Well, so it's funny, it's what's well, not funny, but I, I mean, I've read some of the statistics. I think car accidents are not or car deaths with children are I think the highest for kids. Maybe I'm not, right. Maybe it's just the top, whatever. Um, and you know, parents don't think twice about throwing them in the car and taking them to wherever. Um, but we'll worry about, you know, a product that might, you know, close wrong, and it killed one or two people, (laughs) not to say that those things shouldn't be changed, um, but as like perspective, no one wants to give up the car, though, no matter how many people are dying, um, (laughs) and everything else it causes, we just can't give it up.
0: I think it was, and again, I I look back at stuff in Philadelphia a lot, and and there's been, cities are very comparable right now, like, Actually, I just saw the mayor say we had a murder-free month in January, um, and that's sad and great at the same time. But Mm -hmm. a lot of cities are the same. There's a lot of crime. There's been a lot of murder. Um, I think Philadelphia has done it. I think also, or at least Toledo recently announced they want to have like a zero um, pedestrian death going within the next 10 years. And I know Sam was big on this because he has people racing around his neighborhood In old orchard. I always joke with him. I'm like, you don't want Sam Meldon. You want? We'll get rid of the cameras, but Sam's going to be out there yelling at you as you race through (laughs) Sequoia Bancroft. Um, And I I hope we can do that because, to your point, so many people um, are dying via vehicles, whether they're driving or or walking. Right. Um, Some fun things if we could get to. Um, Okay. One, tell me. You mentioned some of the great. You part of the historic um, society, in mommy, the houses there are absolutely. Um, what's a great word? R- romantic, beautiful. Um, what else can diverse. you... Diverse. Um, yeah. what else can you talk about, about the homes or something else that people in the area, um, who just go to the Village Idiot or Dales or Meyer what, what else are people missing in Maumee?
1: Uh, well, I mean, the mommy historic or are you talking about like businesses like places a- that go or anything anything
0: like, I, I think one of the words i was looking for was the homes in mommy are, are charming and i think people know about some They're of the, very charming. the historical aspects and some of the haunted places um mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the homes but other things people might be sleeping on about the experience of mommy
1: uh well i mean we have we've got you know the river which is amazing um we have that side Toledo. cut <laughs> <laughs> right but but for so long people didn't take advantage of it it right. was like the back door thing and you know you which that's one of the things Toledo's trying to do make it the front door um but you know the side park um is great I feel like we have a lot of it's a very walkable community because it's pretty small um you know we have our uh <laughs> Claire J's it's a great place. Uh, it's a tea shop on West Wayne Street. Okay. My friend Gretchen owns it, and uh, my neighbor. Awesome. It's a, the cutest little spot. Um, the Mommy Historical Society. Um, I started some community gardens out there. It's off River Road between River Road and the Trail, right across mm-hmm. by Wayne Trail Elementary. Um, they've got they've got some great places like old train station and um, some old some old buildings on there um a schoolhouse a a church um i'd say rough park but last year we made it so only mommy residents could swim at the pool
0: (laughs) (laughs) a a lot of people everybody's got their 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 favorite um metro park wildwood might be the most popular but i don't you probably see the data Sidecut is at least in the top five maybe top three of all the metro parks
1: Oh, and there's been so much traffic there, especially with COVID. Yeah. Um, but even before COVID, I mean, there's just a lot of people going to side cut. They've got a lot of great things down there, and they're doing some um, improvements down along where the old locks were. That's a really pretty area. Um, and the, they've got the bird watch, um, you know, building up by kind of by the trail off of West Wayne. We're over by St. Luke's kind mm-hmm. of area. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the side cut's great. Uh, t- Why? Elwood is nice as well. My sister always ran there. She ran at UT. (laughs) Tell me
0: what you can. So uh, it's actually been mentioned a handful of times recently because uh, there are jazz places returning to Toledo. The Toll House and Lucille's, uh, Trevor Dieter's doing Wednesday nights at Brick Bar. Um, When I when I was looking for places that I would enjoy here when I first moved here, I absolutely fell in love with Degage because I loved the scene, I loved the jazz vibe, and the Mm. food was, for me, it was the best menu in the area, and my heart broke when they closed. Was it something that the family just couldn't manage it anymore? What's the story there?
1: I don't know the story about why they closed, to be quite honest. Oh, I just you, know we was, have Levi and Lilacs there now.
2: Yeah, which I've never
0: <laughs> been to, and, I, and and it actually is two of my favorite things, coffee and whiskey. But um, the menu at at Degage was incredible, and I know they closed in 2017. But, uh, yeah, I have some really favorite spots there. That was one of Well, them. that's one
1: of my favorite buildings in Maumee. I think <laughs> that building is just awesome.
0: Have you ever gone upstairs and I've not. I have not. I need to. I hope <laughs> That is that is a very haunted place if you didn't know it.
1: Yeah, I've heard. Well there's a lot of places like that around mommy. My friend Linda lives on uh West Broadway. She her home's the same. Aunt Phoebe, I think is her ghost's name. Mommy needs to do some ghost walks, like some haunted tours. It'd be fun.
0: Yeah. (laughs) There are places in Toledo. Uh we have a local ghost hunter who's pretty well renowned, Chris Boris. He used to do a lot of stuff at the Collingwood Arts Center, and then he was finally allowed into the Oliver House. The Oliver House has ha, is is known to to have lots of ghosts, but they mm-hmm. never wanted to embrace that. And then Chris had some wild thing there, and then they finally did ghost tours and what. But yeah, there are a lot of haunted places in mommy and I love ghosts.
1: Yeah, it can, and it doesn't have to be just around Halloween. Yes, I mean I went on a ghost walk in Charleston. It was nowhere near around. Halloween time. Right. <laughs> it's just fun.
2: Um,
0: I guess this is my last question. It might be the most controversial. Okay. Um, I hope you have enjoyed this, and if there's anything else, this will just be on the podcast now, but if there's anything okay. else you want to share that we didn't get on, please, by all means, but here's the controversial question.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Should the idiot cut their pizza diagonally um, as opposed to in squares, because I know some people dislike that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I don't mind the squares at all, but okay. my old boss in Columbus, it was the biggest pet peeve of his. <laughs> if you cut pizza, you know, not diagonally.
2: Yeah.
1: its He just thought it was a crime. <laughs> yeah. my, uh, I, I don't have very strong opinions about it.
0: <laughs> I've gotten very close with Mary Bilyeu. She's the food editor at The Blade. And okay. uh, we have similar taste buds. And, and I remember I, we were talking about pizza spots and, and the Village Idiot. Um, I, I have no malice against it. I, I think it's really good pizza. It's just not. Oh, my it's preferred. great. I love uh, I love East Coast style stuff. But okay. when we Mary and I talked about um, the Village idiot, like you thought someone would have murdered her cats <laughs> the they, you can't cut pizza like that i'm like it's good i mean it's delicious i can overlook it is it. but yeah the idiot. and
1: is, i like the variety in slices like sometimes i want crust sometimes i don't sometimes ex- i want a teeny tiny triangle
0: <laughs> and, or you want that, that middle piece that doesn't have it i mean right. yeah uh the idiot is great do you have a, a, a favorite restaurant um or place where you like to grab drinks coffee whatever in mommy
1: well, so, I mean, we need more restaurants in Miami, I feel like. I mean, that's something that, uh, like, some more kind of evening dinner time, their supper time kind of uh, restaurants. Supper time. How old so, I'm, I'm from the country, so <laughs> it's yeah. always been supper, will always right. be supper. <laughs> but um, I, I love Claire J's. Claire they G- have the best okay. food. They do it. I mean, it's super cute. Um, so good. Gretchen uses great ingredients. I'm very picky about that kind of stuff i'm i'm someone who eats organic i want whole food ingredients sure um but i i love to get coffee at the brew house i mean they have such a cute atmosphere it's very cozy that's where, um,
0: that's the place where nate was going and my uh, yeah. co-worker fred lefevre when he got kicked out of the studio was doing his show there every morning
1: okay yeah i mean he the georgettes is great i mean they i i'll go back and forth between those guys because they're really close to my house but mm-hmm. i love to go to levi and lilacs for coffee as well i just kind of try to bop around to them all yeah um, if i'm gonna have coffee meetings um but those are kind of like my favorite places in the idiot i mean i did an event in the muse parking lot behind the idiot in the like September or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we had pizza from there. They're just great. Yeah. John's awesome. They make um, great music.
0: Like I said, I'm sorry that I, I have not connected with somebody in mommy until now, but it, like th- there's no drama as there is obviously Toledo or <laughs> Sylvania. I would say
1: there's no drama. <laughs>
0: not that you either keep it really quiet and you keep like the bodies just disappear. Um, or, like the only drama, that, obviously there's the road diet. Um, and then there was the Dales thing when we were doing masks a couple of years ago. But... Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and the sewer thing. I mean, that's so fresh on people's minds. But
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like, it's nasty. It's disgusting. We, water is arguably the most important thing besides, like, maybe air we need on the planet. But yeah. it's just not a sexy topic. But wrote, like, right. I, I blocked the box on Conant or the <laughs> Dales people are losing their minds far sexier um i've had a blast (laughs) getting to know you i'm sorry that it's been so long um did did marcy live up to whatever she had said like i hope you enjoyed this
1: oh i did a lot yeah Yeah. no i appreciate and and i don't (laughs) i don't mind hearing opposing views to things and especially when we can just have a you know a nice conversation it doesn't turn into me getting yelled at by someone When people get angry and start pointing fingers, <laughs> yeah, it we live. It's in a, not as pleasant.
0: We live in a in a fiery world, and yes. everybody takes up pitchforks and torches over really small, manageable issues. And that that's been the the biggest like when uh uh my biggest problem with the uh, previous president was look you're always going to disagree <laughs> with a politician's policies. Right. You're never going to be a hundred percent, but obviously he was like. A pretty awful human being and I just want right. to, like you're always going to have issues with politicians even with those that you agree with I just hated waking up every morning and seeing what he had tweeted at 3am and now everybody's complaining on Facebook I just wanted to go back to I wish somebody would do this or that as opposed to like personal insults and just the, the testy nature that we, we lived in for too long and, and it's, still, it's still there a little bit but it's quieter now
1: Yeah, nothing but insults and yeah. lashing out not trying to solve anything. those are some rough times for me. That's part of the reason why I'm a council member now
0: <laughs> I, I would you seem like a very sweet person um well thanks you're you're welcome. I'm I'm glad <laughs> to have gotten to know you you, you seem like yes, and, and I don't know you well enough, but I would guess that you would be the type of person that would not want to be a part of that. like I am the confrontational type and I I just do radio, so I can't whisper (laughs) anything. But I want nothing to do with ever running for any kind of council because, one, I don't want anybody dragging any kind of skeletons out of the closet and, and, like, doing things out of context. Um, And quite frankly, like, I can't deal with it. I I would be, you think you lived under tyranny over the last couple of years, or a dictator? Wait till I got in charge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that was my stance for a very long time. And I didn't, not didn't, pay attention to politics but sort of didn't pay attention because it was just so disgusting people were so terrible um but 2016 happened and i tried to do everything in my life to make a difference um what i felt like i could control then 2020 happened and it's like i just had enough it's like what how can i make a difference like how can i actually make a real big change and i you know read a a few books and um just finally realized that it came to me that Policy and legislation seemed to be the best way to kind of do something. I saw a bunch of my policies taken away um, through the previous president when it comes to environmental things. Um, so then I kind of started looking at that a little bit more, and it was the last thing I wanted to get involved with. But it kind of felt like my only choice. Sure. Um, without running away to Europe where I could just walk around. Because <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds great. A circle
2: all the way <laughs>
0: Back around, like when people are losing their cool and uttering all kinds of awful things over a grocery store, um, <laughs> yeah, it makes you want to do something or run away to a part of the world where there's no internet and just lots of sunshine and beaches. At least that's where I would go.
1: Yes. That sounds awesome
0: great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this time um i'm gonna get the podcast posted here in the next couple of hours um okay. you have my number whoever i can connect you with i'd be happy to um okay there's a do you, have you come across a mac driscoll
1: yes i've uh, met him at a few events when i was running he's good. super nice and he's a neighbor to a friend of mine i do um i do work with a black swan conservancy rob yeah. He, uh,
0: he ran for council. Uh, yeah, didn't, didn't get there. Head. But uh, what drew me to him was he—he's a city planner. I think he works for Connect Toledo. Okay. So he brought some really good insight to you know where do we develop after downtown, and mm-hmm. this is why we develop downtown. And we hope for a halo effect. He might be a great contact. So if there's anybody yeah. I can connect you with, uh, set you up with Nick or 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 whoever else, I'm I'm happy to do that.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it. You're, You're welcome. Be great. I'll let you awesome. know.
0: Uh, who's eric is that your husband
1: it is yeah okay
0: you know his his name shows up for your i know uh, your i did
1: something to my phone <laughs> uh, or some uh, everyone says that but i don't know how to switch it it was like with an update everything changed and i don't know what happened he
0: is uh he is watching you and he is <laughs> listening to everything i guess so <laughs> awesome all right thanks so much I.